Hey, I'm Lauren McMullen, and I can't even tell you how excited I am that you're joining me today. All you need to join in on this journey is the willingness to open your mind to new perspectives. This podcast is a place for learning through the experience of listening to other stories, for bringing us together, for being empowered, for acceptance of yourself and others. For the business-minded, the spiritual, the fun-loving, the silly. In other words, you. Come along with me on this path of self-awareness and love. There is no better time than now. So welcome to Soul Radiant Radio. Welcome to Soul Radiant Radio. I am your host, Lauren McMullen, and today I am super, super excited because we have one of my favorite people on. Her name is Jessica Allen, and she is an intuitive catalyst and mentor, but I like to personally call her the shadow queen. So, Jessica, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's so lovely to be here. Yay, I'm so excited to have you. Um, so tell us a little bit about who you are and where you're from and what it is that you do. So I am from beautiful Brisbane, Australia. For now, I've kind of got the travel bug. I'm feeling like I'm going to be jet setting off to the United States soon. Um, And I help powerful women move through their shadows. So I create a catalyst container for them to move through their shadow work so that they can come into an understanding of what is coming up for them, why it is coming up for them, and they can then proceed to effectively move through it in the future if it ever arises again. It's pretty powerful stuff. As I know very well for myself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) So for our listeners, just a little background is that Jessica has been a mentor of mine for about the last six months now, and shadow we do dive into quite a bit. Whether yes, you do or not, it's just part of the energy she brings. So, um, yes, beware. If you are not ready to deal with your own bullshit, this is not the person you want to be talking to. <laughs> <laughs> I love that disclaimer. I love it. <laughs> um, so you're coming to the States, I'm hoping, and you're going to be visiting so we get to finally meet in person because how uh, awesome is that Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> Um, so I wanted to kind of, I know you're a little like worried what I'm going to ask next because, um, Jessica is always telling me, you know, you need to give me the map, right? So you're always all over the place and I'm not sure where we're going. Um, but I wanted to ask you some random questions that maybe you weren't expecting. So I want you to tell me what your favorite things to do as a child were. Oh, I love this question. Um, My favorite things to do as a child was actually painting and specifically finger painting. I used to sit 
out on our front veranda with like my mum's like paints and I used to like do finger painting and get all dirty and messy and amazing and creative um and I also used to love like watching like tv shows like Winnie the Pooh and like Sesame Street and things like that like bringing back those like nostalgic childhood memories right now um (laughs) And another favorite thing I used to do, which my parents used to find really, really weird, but now makes total sense in my current reality, is that I used to sit out on the grass and stare at the stars without blinking. Mm -hmm. And my parents were like, wow, you're a really weird kid. Like, what's wrong with you? Um, (laughs) Turns out I'm a star seed. So that's why I used to do that. I used to be like, oh, it's home. And that's why I used to do that. But um, yeah, I used to do a lot of weird things like that as a kid. But those were some of my favorite things uh, next to and talking to my quote unquote invisible friends around the house. Yes. I love that. So how old were you like when you started having these invisible friends as you call them? Yeah, I was around the first account that my mother had of it was when I was around four or five. I was sitting on the steps. We had a two story house um, in Australia. If you're from um, Queensland, you'll know them as like a Queensland home. It's like a two level home. And I was sitting on the steps and I was talking to somebody named Edward. And I was just like sitting there and talking just like I would to a normal person. And my mum comes over and goes, Jesse, who are you talking to? And I was like, I'm talking to Edward, mummy. I'm talking to Edward. And my mum, I still remember her going like whiter than a sheet of paper because her grandfather is named Edward. And he passed away um, when she was around my age, actually. So when she was around 25, 26 years old. And she was like, oh, my goodness. And then it just kept happening. Um, I would go to bed and I'd be chatting to people and I'd be like, oh, yeah, there's grandma and there's Edward and there's this person. And my mum was just like, oh, my goodness, like, what is happening? And my dad was like, did we pick up the wrong kid at the hospital? Like, this is just crazy. Like, what is going on? (laughs) I love that so much. Um, You know, I remember having those same types of things happening, you know, when I was younger, specifically with my aunt. She, um, I think that's when I really first started noticing it, actually. I think I was about eight or so when she passed away. And... I swear she was like haunting me. (laughs) Um, I could hear her when I was like in the lunchroom cafeteria, like talking to me, saying my name. My grandpa would do something like ridiculous and I could hear her being like, oh, dad, like, what are you doing? You know, just I could hear her voice, her inflection, everything, the way she would speak, you know, when she was alive. And it was, it was so crazy. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah. All sorts of things happen. I think that's when like, mediumship really opened up for me or my gifts were really noticeable at that point. Um, but it, it, it's wild how it, it's like that for us. Now, a lot of times, and for me, I know I was very afraid of a lot of things going on with my intuitive gifts and I ended up, you know, shutting that down. Do you have kind of like a similar thing happening with you? 
Oh, absolutely. When I turned around, I want to say seven or eight, I remember I woke up one evening and I just saw all these people standing around my bedroom. Um, my house that I was living in at the time had a lot of history on the land associated with it. It was a very old town. There was a lot of history associated with where I was living. And I remember I pulled the covers over my head and I was just like, go away, go away, go away, go away, go away. Um, because it was freaking me out. Like I, it was like, I went from this state of being like, this is so fun and playful to oh my goodness i'm terrified i don't understand what's happening to me am i crazy and it was like as i pulled the covers down it was all gone but there was just this feeling of like i know they're still there right. but i can't see them anymore hide and seek, hide and seek <laughs> yeah. at the point where are they hiding oh my gosh <laughs> oh my goodness yeah so I definitely had that period of shutting it down and not wanting to engage with it because it was something that I was starting to find way too intense, yeah. especially at such an early age too. Um, I didn't know how to process it or what was going on or why it was happening. So I think like in a lot of my clients that I've spoken to as well, we all have this beautiful playful stage with it and then we have this no I'm running away this is way too scary type of things yeah um, I think it's perfectly normal yeah yeah I I definitely have heard many stories <laughs> just like that you know where we all have this like turning point and you know unfortunately for a lot of us we don't have in our parents at the time they don't have any knowledge of it or they don't you know, they can't do anything to really support us through that, which, you know, is kind of a shame, but it's something amazing. Like I know I feel that it's amazing that I can now support my own kids through that yeah. as we go through, you know, my youngest daughter, Quinn, you know, when we were moving into our new house, she was telling me at the, about the lady who lived here and she was having conversations with her. And she even had one time where she was like staring at a photo of my great grandmother and I was asking her about her and she's like, oh yeah, I know that's great, Graham. And she held me before I came to live with mommy and daddy. And I was like, what? Because my, <laughs> my grandmother died years before Quinn was even born. So it was like, oh, okay. And I totally believe that my great grandma was definitely holding her because she loved babies. <laughs> so... I mean, that's so beautiful. Yeah, it's so nice that, um, and I think that's something that I've really enjoyed about diving back into my own gifts and through my own journey is that I can really help support my own children with that. And um, it's honestly, it's actually alleviated the fear of death for me because the fear of death wasn't about dying itself, it was about dying and leaving my children without me, without a mother, without that guidance. And now that I've kind of like worked with them a little bit on it and we've talked about it, I feel confident that if anything happened to me, they can still have guidance from me. They know how to connect with me. So I just think yeah. it's like so, so cool to be able to do that. I just Absolutely. think we need more of it in the world, right? Yeah, yeah. And like coming from somebody that doesn't have children yet, I feel like I'm in that position of, 
knowing exactly what I'm going to do when my daughter or my son comes to me and says, mommy, mommy, there's somebody standing at the end of my bed when I sleep. Like I'm not just going to write that off as just imagination or things like that, because I know it's more than that because I've been there and done that and experienced it. And, <laughs> and I know that when I was at that age, I wanted that support from mum and dad, but they didn't understand. And like, that's not their fault. It's just the way that they were brought up. But now we're in this beautiful time and age where we can be teaching our children um, that there is more than just the imagination, that it's bigger than um, what, you know, it is described to be or explained to be via their learnings and things like that. So I think that's incredibly powerful. Yeah. So awesome. So, so awesome. So I want to ask you, you know, when you really kind of started to bring back your intuitive gifts, what was that like for you? Tell me about your experience. Like what was going on? Because I know so many people, it's such a crazy, amazing story. Oh, yes, it is. Um, Mine started when I was working in my corporate job. So just a little bit of a quick background. I was working in law for about six years. I went from an admin assistant to a trainee paralegal to a paralegal. Then I was like studying law on the side and things like that. And I remember walking into work one morning in the city and I just heard this voice like loud and clear in my mind, Jessica, remember who you are. Remember who you are. You are meant for more than this. Remember who you are. And I just turned around and went, who said that? What was that? Am I going crazy? What is happening right now? Yeah. And I just went through this whole, like, I'm just going to shrug that off and ignore that because that's, I feel crazy. I'm I'm just going to go up to my office, sit down, do my work and get on with my human life, basically. And from that moment onwards, I was looking up from the computer screen and seeing like flashes of color or like people walking by when there was nobody there or people calling my name when the office was empty or things like that. And I'm just like, I'm going crazy. That's what's happening. Like I'm going out of my mind is basically what is going on. And this continued for so long Um, And it got to the point around August 2017, I believe, where I just started to really awaken in my intuitive gifts. Like my third eye was starting to open back up again. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is when things got really intense. Things were moving around the office. I was putting my pen down on my right-hand side and then looking away and then it's appearing on my left-hand side. I was hearing voices, I was hearing noises, I was seeing signs, I was, I just felt like I was insane, basically, I was just like, yeah, I was like, were you freaked out by that? Were you like, oh, yeah, like, what the hell is wrong with me? Yeah, I'm just like, (laughs) 
I, I don't know what to do. Do I need to see a doctor? Am I okay? I didn't know what was going on. Um, and at the time, I was suffering with really bad anxiety and depression. So I was having multiple panic attacks a day. Uh, very reminiscent of the dark night of the soul, if you've ever heard about that, which is where the soul literally enters you into a very dark phase of removing all illumination and light so that when you find the light again, you know what it feels like. So as I'm coming out of the tail end of this and I'm finding the light again, I'm feeling like I'm going batshit crazy out of my mind. (laughs) And I'm going to the bathroom and I'm looking in the mirror and I'm seeing people behind me that aren't there and everything like that. And the more that it was going on, the more intense it was getting. I was going to sleep and I was feeling myself like popping out of my body and like all of these really, really crazy experiences that got to a point where my soul was just like, that's it. Like I've had enough of you not listening. And it was just like, boom, it all came back on. And I was seeing spirits again. I was hearing things. I was um, taking on other people's energies. I was dreaming about people I've never met. I was going through all of that and trying to, harbor into that knowledge that I had as a child in that playful happy yay I'm communicating with spirit stage Mm -hmm. trying to take that knowledge that I had from back then and trying to harbor it in the now because I can honestly sit here and tell you I didn't leave my house for about four months because I was scared to go outside I was just like I just would pick up on everything and anything And it was just like, I would go to the supermarket and I would just start crying because it's just like, it's too much. I would go to the airport. Yeah. Yeah. I was just overwhelmed. Um, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So my awakening experience was not a pretty one. It was very like a real hit in the face type Mm -hmm. of sensation. It was just like, nope, you've got to remember who you are. You've got to awaken and it's happening now whether you want it to or not. Um, And I just remember as well um, my soul being like, no more corporate jobs for you. And I was like, what? Like, what do you mean? I'm sitting in my office cubicle and I'm like, what do you mean no more office jobs for me? And literally the next day I was made redundant. And that was the last corporate job I ever worked. All because (laughs) he was like... (laughs) You are done. And I said so, now it is. Um, Yeah. So tell me about you know, moving past that, what did you do to kind of learn how to... Or, or to really get yourself out into the world again, because obviously it sounds pretty freaking terrifying going through that, kind of not knowing what was going on, feeling like you're going insane. Do I need to go to a doctor? All of that kind of stuff, right? So what yeah. is it that you did or what helped you the most to kind of get through that awakening stage, kind of get your bearings and kind of ground back to earth again? Yeah, so for me, it was YouTube videos. Just hearing that this is something that happens and that other people have gone through it made me go, thank heavens, I am not insane. Like this is something that is perfectly normal. Um, And I started researching online what was going on with me and why I was, you know, seeing people that 
aren't normally there, so to speak, in the physical reality. Mm-hmm. Um, I started um, meditating. I started focusing on grounding. I cannot stress how important grounding is. Grounding is the way that you bring yourself back down to earth it's the way that you implement those strong energetic boundaries so that you're not affected by other people's energies or passed over loved ones or emotions and feelings Um, but it is also how your soul feels safe walking around in this human reality Um, and the second that I started really focusing on grounding myself down and I was practicing the law of attraction at the time too, I just kept telling myself over and over and over again, I have this harbored, I am in complete control. I'm in complete control of my experience. I am okay. I am fine. This is normal. I just kept encouraging myself through it no matter how dark and dense that it felt at the time because I can tell you it was bloody terrifying (laughs) um waking up and having people standing around your bed is not a fun experience like I don't care (laughs) what anyone says like that is not a fun time I am sure Um, you were like wide awake after that (laughs) I could just imagine (laughs) <laughs> I'm up now. <laughs> sleeping happening. Yes. Apparently you wanted me to be wide awake for this day. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So that's amazing. I love that you were really kind of reclaiming some power and also using affirmations. Are you still using like affirmations and stuff daily? Do you have some favorite affirmations you maybe want to share? Um, I do use affirmations on and off. I when I was coming out of like my dark night of the soul, I, a really great example of how I came out of that anxiety and depression period was I was actually telling myself over and over and over again, I am anxiety and depression free. I don't need to take antidepressants. And I kept saying it over and over and over again until I believed it and it became my reality. Um, When I'm personally working through shadow stuff, I will implement personal um, affirmations to help me through that process. I am healed from this ex-boyfriend situation. Um, My money story is elevated and high vibe or um, I will just kind of go into it in a sense that of creating those affirmations that personally resonate with me and my journey. Um, But if you ever get stuck for what to write affirmations on or how to write them, Pinterest is an amazing place to learn how to do that. And there's some amazing affirmations on there. Mm, I love Pinterest, but I could get lost on there for oh, hours. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I try to stay off because I'll be like sitting down and the next thing I know, I'm like two hours has gone by and I have not done what I was supposed to be doing. Um, yeah. <laughs> so how is it that you stay focused? Because you went from a corporate nine to five type of a job and now you are an entrepreneur, you're working for yourself, you're working from home most of the time. How is it that you stay focused and kind of set on your goals and, and, and accomplishing them? Yeah, 
So I have to admit for the first six months, I had no focus, no structure, no idea how to do bloody anything. Um, I was just all over the freaking shop because when you come from an environment that's structured and very like you're doing this and this and this and this every day and you're used to that routine, stepping into a space where you're working from home uh, is the weirdest thing in the world. And it was the strangest thing for me. I was like, oh my God, I might own boss like I tell me what to do I'm the only person that's making shit happen here oh my goodness what do I do about it um so for me um stepping into entrepreneurship and this is a little bit of a strange one but I actually set multiple alarms on my phone so I not only had a you need to wake up now Jess alarm but I also had an alarm that told me when I needed to eat lunch when I needed to take my laundry out of the washing machine when I needed to do client invoicing or accounting or bookkeeping when I needed to go to the gym and take a break when I needed to stop for the day and then I um, created a to-do list every single day that was scheduled around those alarms and scheduled around the list to keep me on track because if I didn't have those things I would just fly all over the place and I still actually implement that now the busier I'm getting yeah because I need that constant reminder of hey you need to eat like you need to stop and have lunch um, and things like that, because I'm one of those people that will just work through the entire day. But I will admit that I am one of those people that loves to do a, a to-do list and give myself a gold star for freaking doing a task. <laughs> like I'm one of those people. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. The best part for me is actually crossing it off the list. I will write yeah. down stuff sometimes that I've already done, but I should have been on the to-do list to begin with. I'm like, yep. oh yeah, I also did this. I'm going to put it on my list and cross it off. Cross it I out. Yeah. Pat myself <laughs> on the back. Um, <laughs> I imagine that um, now you are a generator in human design and I imagine that part of the reason that you could work right through the day is because you're really doing the thing that actually lights you up doing your mentoring work and being that catalyst and um, working with people on a daily basis and helping them and teaching them is all stuff that lights you up. And, and for generators, and my listeners are going to get used to me talking about human design all the time, but for a generator, you are meant to do what lights you up. You are here to do the work that you love and love the work that you do. And the more of that you do, the more your generator energy turns on and you can just go a million miles a minute. You're like the energizer bunny. So I imagine that has a big play into, Hey Jess, you need to make sure that you're eating every day. <laughs> um, because yes, you can go and go and go, but you're going to also pass out on the floor and we don't want that either. We still need yeah. to really pay attention to taking care of ourselves and, um, showing ourselves affection. So I want to ask you about your self-love routine. What is it that you do to really fill your own cup and to take care of yourself? Yeah. So I always make sure that I schedule and block off time 
in my calendar to associate with my menstrual cycle and things like that. So I am working when I'm at my peak and I'm at my best, but when I'm on my cycle and I know that I'm feeling a bit low, I'm literally not working at all. I will literally block off time to go get massages or go do something nice for myself, like get my hair done or things like that. I will also spend a lot of time in solitude by myself meditating Mm -hmm. tuning in with my body and all my chakra centers tuning in with my heart giving myself that love and that affection that I give out to others every single day through what I do um I'm a big, big believer in the light that you give out. You need to also give back to yourself. Um, So I implement routines like making sure I'm grounding every morning and every evening, cleansing myself uh, with sage or Palo Santo, Um, journaling. I do a lot of soul journaling. So I ask my soul what I can be implementing to bring more love into my life, whether it's via self-love or whether it's me expressing more love to others to receive it back um there's a lot of things that i do and also that alarm system that i've got making sure that i'm stopping and eating for lunch and things like that and exercising and moving um is a form of self-love yeah absolutely and i know that you were huge with yoga and that kind of stuff um, when we first started working together, you were really big into Kundalini yoga. Are you still yeah. using that as a practice for yourself? I still am. Yeah. I find it really, really beneficial in grounding and also, um, elevating and raising my vibration and just moving the body and getting that energy moving that does become so stagnant and stuck when you're just sitting here working on your laptop every single day. Um, And as I mentioned, I'm one of those people um, via being a generator that could literally sit still all day and just type and do my work. Um, So it's important for me to inbuild practices into my daily routine that allow me to move um so i do kundalini yoga i do normal yoga um i'll go for a walk by the beach or the water i'll go for a run or i'll go and lift weights at the gym Um, it just kind of depends on what i feel like doing that day and where my body's kind of at yeah Absolutely. I know when you told me I first had to try this kundalini yoga, you asked me to do a practice that had me holding my arms over my head for like 12 minutes and I thought my (laughs) arms were going to fall off. So I would say you've got to have the strongest shoulders in the world because I don't know how you hold your arms up over your head for that long without them like falling off. I, I did one, I think it was called the ring of fire. I, all I could feel was fire in my shoulders. So um, <laughs> I never quite picked that up very well, but I did give it a try. <laughs> and I was like, Jess, what are you trying to do to me? You're killing my arms. You don't want me to have arms. I see. Um, <laughs> oh, I could still imagine. Oh, it was, it was, it was crazy. Um, it was a hilarious time. <laughs> yes, Absolutely. Um, So I want to give you a chance to talk some more about 
the programs that you offer within your business because something really big that is something you started offering recently is called shadow school. And I'd love you to talk a little bit about what it is you do, or maybe like what somebody's typical journey through shadow school would look like. Yeah, absolutely. So shadow school is a six week program that is dedicated to you understanding what shadow is and how to effectively move through it. It's kind of like what I said at the beginning, my purpose as a catalyst is to catalyst you into your growth um, and that elevation, but also helping you understand how to implement practices and tools moving forward so that you know when things are coming up um, next time and what you can do about it um, because it's one of those things where shadow often feels like it's backing you into a corner with a weapon when you don't understand its purpose or why it's there so throughout shadow school you kind of um, come into a foundation understanding of why shadow is coming up for you, what experiences, what pains, what traumas are associated with those shadows um, and why they're popping up here in the now, why it's occurring. And we kind of go through uh, exercises and tools and methods of getting you into a position of being able to um, unpack the suitcase of that shadow so to speak I am somebody that um, is of the opinion that um, shadow work is like a really big iceberg right so you know with the Titanic for instance when the Titanic was heading towards the iceberg this is a really funny analogy that they <laughs> always give me but just bear with me uh -huh. um, <laughs> uh, Lauren knows it all too well. Um, the iceberg looks like it was just a little, you know, mound popping out of the ocean, but really it's like a long piece of ice that is heading deep into the ocean. And that is what your shadow work is like. So what I mean by unpacking the suitcase is actually removing that top layer and uncovering and chipping away at everything that is coming up around a certain subject so that you can get to the crux of why it's actually coming up. And once we get to that crux of it, that's when we can go about transcending it back to a lighter vibration within you. Um, so shadow school's kind of in place to teach you how to do that, but teach you how to get yourself into a position where shadow work isn't something that you're sitting there going, oh, really? Do I have to do this? Um, and it becomes more something where you're like, right, I have the confidence and the know-how on how to attack this. So that is kind of what Shadow School is all about. And it's very, very, very special. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could imagine that like the Titanic, if you don't deal with your shit, it's going to yeah. sink you. And it, it, yeah. it, it does. I mean, yeah. From personal experience, you can just be going along and thinking things are fine in your mediocre life and then boom, you hit a wall and everything falls apart and you have no freaking clue what's going on because your whole life you've been avoiding or smothering or whatever. I'm yeah. fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Not dealing with the emotions that come up and the, the reasons that you're triggered by things and 
um, I really love to think of all of us as mirrors. So obviously when, when something is going on with you, I mean, you had something happen in your business in the last year that, you know, somebody was trying to accuse you of copying, you know, what they were doing with your business model and, and the, the programs that you had and that kind of stuff. And as you went through that, I went through that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even have a business going yet. I don't think at the time, or it was like my business had just started and it was like, oh my gosh, Jess is going through this, but what if somebody's going to accuse me? And that has been something that's been a large fear of mine in the coaching and mentoring industry online yeah. is just because maybe you inspired something or sparked something in your conversation doesn't mean that I can't go and still speak about it in my own point of view. And um, that was a huge thing. It was like getting over that and not being afraid of other people out there with a similar message, you know, because we're all really here to spread light and love and joy and acceptance and all of that stuff. And it being more of like a ripple effect. But um, I would love if you would tell the listeners a little bit about how you really moved through something that's kind of seems so scary and confronting of someone kind of like attacking you in that way about your business. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was something that obviously took me by massive shock. Um, but as I was kind of sitting there with it, I kind of dived into that realization that so many of us vibrate on the similar wavelength, yeah. that how many of us have similar ideas at the exact same time, how many of us think the same thing at the same time. And the reason that this happens is because as we're all floating around in the consciousness and the different levels of consciousness, these thoughts and these energy bubbles come in and they kind of um, will allocate themselves to whoever's ready to birth that thought. Right. If that person isn't ready to birth that thought, it'll just go and transcend back up into the consciousness until it finds another person. Yeah. So that's kind of the process of what happens when people are, um, you know, going through the motions of, oh, I had a similar idea or I had a similar thought. That's kind of what's going on. Um, this was something that on a personal and professional level, it did shake me. Like it did shake me to my absolute core. Yeah. Um, and this was something that it took me a while to move through. This wasn't a quick fix. I had to really call in the council and the network of people that I have around me supporting me in order to carry me forward. This was not something that I was able to do on my own at all. Yeah. Um, it was something that I was really, really just shaken by, but moving through it, I came to realize that our souls will orchestrate more than what we think. Yeah. And through that process, I came into the realization that I was learning a valuable lesson. I was learning a valuable challenge. I was learning something that I could bring forth with me. But the amazing thing that happened throughout the whole process was that I actually awakened into who I actually am 
on a soul level. I actually brought my soul's voice and my soul's mission out into the world. And even though I was sad, even though I was upset, even though I was feeling all sorts of emotions and just a general sense of um, uncertainty that had developed through that situation. Um, the second that I started to feel it and let it move through me was the second that I started to actually awaken into my true power. And the second that that started to happen was when my business shot up through the freaking roof. Yes. It was like an overnight freaking thing it was just crazy <laughs> it it was and i i think you know i i feel like i always tell my clients my friends anybody i'm talking to things everything happens for a reason whether it feels like it at or not at the time i mean that was your chance to really rebrand into what you actually needed to be out there in the world sharing. You were so love and light and pink and fluffy and airy, which was beautiful and I loved it. But I was like, the Jess I talk to is fire <laughs> and the shadow and she is a moxie and she is just not gonna lay down and let shit happen to her. She's gonna take control of the situation. So I think that the way it ended up and everything that you did to kind of rebrand was a really beautiful process and such a huge lesson that I'm sure you kind of help even people in shadow school with. I mean, this is what birthed the shadow queen. Your, yeah. <laughs> this is where it <laughs> came from was that yep. like rebirthing process you went through it. And, and you always say very much, your business is an energetic reflection of you. So that's exactly what happened there. It was like your business was doing this thing over here and it was like, oh, heck no, this is not working for you. This is not who you are. Your branding and your messaging is not matching here. Your energy you're bringing to the table is not the same as this, you know, beautiful, airy, light and love and rainbows and butterflies. That was not the way that you controlled or directed the um, sessions that we would even have. So I'm very grateful that all of that happened because I could just see it and I have seen like the growth and you like soaring and I just feel like it's really awesome. So I'm really Aww. glad you were able to share that with our listeners because I think, I think it probably happens to more people out there than we realize. And yeah, being afraid of sharing your message because maybe it sounds like someone else shouldn't be a thing that we're afraid of. We yeah. all have a voice for a reason. We're here to spread our message. That's all part of the purpose. Where was I going with that? I just lost my whole train of thought. <laughs> I think very common like, occurrence for me. <laughs> very common occurrence. Let me hand you the map, Lauren. Awesome. Um, <laughs> I think it is something that is not talked about enough with entrepreneurs in particular. Yeah. There is a massive emphasis placed on fear about sharing your message, being who you authentically are online because you're scared of, you know, naysayers or people who are not going to like about what you're doing or things like that. And my honest advice 
to you is that if you're having those fears coming up, actually tune in and check in with yourself because I guarantee you, your soul is like, nah, uh, honey, we are not here to stay silent. Raise your voice and get into a position where you are able to move forward in alignment with who you truly are. Yeah. Totally. Beautifully said. Love it. Love it. Um, I wanted to give you a chance. I know you um, have an offer that you wanted to, uh, you know, put out there for the listeners for whenever they happen to listen. So I would love if you would tell us about that and also tell us something that maybe not everybody knows about you. I would love to hear that as well. So either direction, Ooh. whichever way you want to go, but let's, oh, let's gosh. get into those things. <laughs> I, I love how you just spring these things on me. It's yes. great. <laughs> That's the fun part about it. <laughs> so I'll start by talking about um, the special offer I would love awesome. for your listeners to have. Um, I have a program called Awaken Your Inner Lioness. Now, we briefly talked about shadow school, but I am somebody that is very, very... Um, putting a lot of emphasis on darkness and the light, right? So this is my version and contrast between showcasing darkness and light um, or fire as I choose to put it. Fire and um, All right. Yeah. <laughs> Awaken Your Inner Lioness is a six-week program that is dedicated to all the powerful women who are ready to answer the call to awaken and rise like a phoenix from the ashes. The reason that I put this program out into the world is because I notice that women either go one or two ways. They realize that they have a lot of shadow that they need to work through and through working through their shadow, they then rise like a phoenix from the ashes or they realize that they're ready to rise like a phoenix from the ashes but then they are encountered with a lot of shadow work so this is my way of allowing both angles to have an opportunity to have a container held for them that is going to support them either way Awaken Your Inner Lioness is dedicated to understanding things like the divine feminine and masculine balance within us all, um, coming into self-love and acceptance of ourselves and our bodies, um, coming into a realization about the importance of setting really strong and healthy boundaries, awakening your inner lioness and your inner power, um, and also stepping into that juicy soul space that I've kind of been talking about. Um, it is a very fiery, it's a very powerful container. Um, as Lauren said at the beginning with that disclaimer, I am not the coach for you. <laughs> if you're not ready to have the fire like lit underneath you, because that is just the nature of my energy. Yeah. Um, so I do have a special little code that I've given Lauren Yep. I'll put um, that in the, in the notes of the episode for them. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so that you can claim the early bird pricing on it. So that is my special offer from Yay. me to you. Um, so and a, yes. no, thank you. <laughs> and a fact that you don't know about me. Oh boy. Wow. <laughs> I, <laughs> you've stumped me. Wow. Um, um 
Hmm, interesting. A fact that you might not know about me, um, I'm not sure if even Lauren knows this about me, but oh, juicy. My, I love it. <laughs> my father is Australian, but my mother is part Hungarian. Um, and that is the reason that my accent, uh, people either hear Australian or they hear Australian mixed with European, or they ask me, where are you from? You sound like you're from blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, nope born in Australia, just have a European parent. Um, so that might be something that you don't know about me. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I don't know if I knew that. I mean, I knew that your dad was Australian for sure, because you talk about how Australian he really is online a little oh bit. My, oh my goodness. <laughs> like, if I can portray his accent, it's like, oh, it sounds like a bloody bushfire in here. Like, it's yeah. just like so Australian um, and me and my mum are just not like that strong in our accents like via the Australian accent we just don't have that like oh it smells like a bushfire like type of <laughs> that's a really yeah. bad impression but anyway. <laughs> moving on <laughs> oh my goodness well, I would love it if you uh, would share maybe a journal prompt, maybe around shadow and that kind of stuff so that the listeners might maybe want to dip their toe. Maybe they don't want to like jump right in with you yet because they're like afraid of what shadow feels like or having to deal yeah. with it or face it. But maybe if you could give them a practical journal prompt that they could start with to kind of get them started yeah. on their journey of really like facing those shadows for themselves. Absolutely. So my suggestion is always when you are being presented with an area that is feeling very shadowy. So let's use money as an example, because money's a really love good a money one. one. Everybody loves yeah, a money love one. A money one. <laughs> um, so if you've got some shadows coming up about money, my suggestion is always to sit down with your laptop on the notes page or sit down with a pen and paper and just write down the question, why do I feel the way I feel about money? Okay. And just stop and allow yourself to feel into what is actually coming through about it. Because via asking that question, I guarantee you, you're going to get responses like, because mum and dad said when I was a kid that money doesn't grow on trees. Or because, <laughs> yeah, because my grandfather said that you have to win the lotto to win a large amount of money um, and things like that. So just as you're going through those journal prompts and things like that, just asking yourself, why do I feel the way I feel about X, Y, Z and listening for that response and then applying that response from there about what to do next is a really great place to start. Awesome. I love that one. I'm going to probably do that myself as well. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Um, I have one more question for you. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good one because I am all about gratitude because that is always the place to start no matter what you want to create, call into your life, anything like that. I would like to know what is maybe one thing that you're grateful for today? 
I am grateful for the opportunity to be on this podcast interview oh, with you. <laughs> <laughs> I am so grateful that you agreed. You agreed oh. to this torture without having a map. And <laughs> I find that to be very flattering. I'm so oh. honored that you were here today. Oh, and is there you. anything else that I didn't ask you about that you think maybe our listeners would like to know about you or any other words of wisdom that you would like to give them before we turn this off, I suppose. Of course. I think if you are someone that is aware that you've got a lot of shadow stuff coming up and you're feeling like you are swimming around in the deep, dark, dense murkiness of it all, I just want to provide you with that encouragement that if you take a step forward and actually start chipping away at it, the light will come in again. Um, I know that this is an area that a lot of people struggle with and for good reason. Um, so I just wanted to provide a little bit of words of encouragement to your listeners who might be going through some really deep and dark stuff right now and they feel like there's no way out. I promise you the light is going to turn back on again. You just need to keep moving forward. Yes, I love that, um, especially because it definitely touches into comfort zones, which I like to talk yeah. about a lot too and and how, you know, Sometimes that darkness is actually your comfort zone, even though it doesn't seem like that's possible. And when you start to step outside of that comfort zone, when you have done something that you start to move forward on something that feels very scary, a lot of times it turns out to not be scary and it turns out better than you could have even imagined. So definitely, I love that encouragement. Keep going. Do not quit. People who quit never get to see the rainbows at the end of the, yeah, you know, they exactly. never get to see the light. You will stay in the darkness if you do not keep moving forward. So yeah. I love that. Please tell our listeners how they can connect with you, what your socials are, like where can they find you if they want more information, if they want to get on the Jess train and follow your shadows everywhere you're going. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So my website is just iamjessicaellen.com. I am under, I'm on Instagram on, um, under the handle iamjessicaellen as well. Um, literally everything is under iamjessicaellen. So, um, <laughs> yeah. And you will see, you'll know it's me because it's got all the fire and all the catalyst and all the shadowy stuff everywhere. <laughs> yes. Lots of red and black, deep maroons, uh, yep. that color is. Um, awesome. And I am also going to put all of your contact information in the episode notes so that they can grab it there if they're driving or whatever they're doing. Thank you again so much for joining me. This has been so much fun and I hope, actually, I know our listeners are going to get something out of it for sure. Um, they may be a little afraid at first hearing that you're a shadow queen, but if they stuck around long enough to hear, it's not as scary as it sounds. Um, <laughs> so thank you once again for joining me and I will talk to you listeners again later. See you soon. Bye. Okay, my friends, that's it. That's the end of the episode. Thank you so much for sticking around, for listening. And if you've enjoyed this episode, if you're enjoying this podcast, please go and hit that subscribe button, leave me a rating or a review, and share it with your friends. I'll be eternally grateful.